You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And, mate, uh, disappointing game against the Giants. Uh, so much to play for. Um, and you just felt, well, I don't know about you, but watching that game, we were three goals up, but GWS are much more in the game than that. Mm. Uh, and we hadn't played our best footy, so I almost held hopes that the second half we could actually uh, get a, get our wiggle on and uh, really extend that lead. But uh, the third term, mate, was the uh, the silver bullet. Yeah, well, you know, it's like GWS who threatened all night, uh, finally got themselves into gear and we just never looked like it. Uh, you know, GWS were able to play a, a style of game, getting uncontested marks all, all over the ground, uh, just able to pick us apart at will, really. Uh, and that was a disappointing thing for me because at no point did we seem to be able to arrest that movement. Um, and, you know, when, uh, yeah, Truck said he's uh, sort of disappointed and we're we're a long way off from where we need to be. Uh, I mean, to me, like, I get that you're going into development and stuff like that, but for, for games like this, I sort of don't understand why you wouldn't just go man on man for a while, just stop the bleeding um, and then reset, get back into your game plan because uh, GWS had the momentum and um, once they got a roll on, uh, they just seemed very hard to stop. And just how many uncontested marks did we give up, mate? Like, <laughs> it was just uh, yeah, it's like watching paint dry, really. Um, mm. you know, it's time and time again, they just dissected us up the ground. Um, and then uh, eventually they'd kick it long and they always seemed to get a mark at the top of the goals where they did it. So yeah. um, it was just one of those games, that, um, especially that second half, was you know, our midfield was terribly beaten. Um, you know, like when you consider, I think Merritt had 10 or 11 possessions in the first quarter mm. um, and he ended up with 20. Um, Parrish well held. Um, Stringer. Didn't have the same influence as he has been. Um, and obviously then the under underdone shield, um, you know, 13 disposal. So we just didn't have a real winner in there. And, um, yep. you know, I think, uh, you know, for the Giants, they uh, they took us pretty comfortably in the end. And uh, I think the 13-point loss kind of flatters us a bit. It does. I mean, I guess to me there was a, a few things like with selection that – that really boggled, uh, obviously not just me, but quite a lot of Essendon supporters. You know, dropping Guelphie, I, I thought he had a really good game the week before against North, and then he gets dropped. Uh, and the unfortunate thing is who you bring in with Sheil and Zaharakis, um, you know, they're both coming off, you know, not playing a lot of footy, particularly Sheil, so you're not going to expect them to amass huge numbers or um, to be able to be up to the full speed of the game. Um and that's what you you lose. I mean, at no stage did uh, did Shield or Zaharakis ever look totally dangerous. I mean, there was a one really nice pass from Zaharakis down the middle of the ground, but uh, aside from that, he didn't really trouble trouble the scorers. I get all that involved. I mean, only the ten possessions in the end. Um, Shield only slightly more with with thirteen, uh, and that's not putting it on them. Um, obviously, they they're coming out. Uh, coming back into the side from a bit of time out, but um, you know when we're we're carrying guys um, 
all the time. You know, we can't <laughs> like Braden Ham, uh, you know, in the nine positions. You know, we need guys that, that can come in and, and do the one percenters, do the hard stuff. If these guys are going to be, uh, you know, I suppose nursed nurse through games, we can't have a heap of passengers. Um, and unfortunately, I think that's where, uh, you know, we lost certainly a lot of uh, that contested pressure around the ball. You know, someone that's willing to throw their body at the at the contest. Um, and and really, at the end of the day, um, like GWS just outplayed us, um, outran us. And yeah, I guess at the end of the day, we, we looked pretty, pretty lacklustre. Yeah, well, we did have some good news uh, at the start of that week, mate, uh, with uh, Stringer signing on. Um, so we got him for another three years. We've, uh, I believe there's a trigger there for a fourth, depending on certain um, uh, certain criteria. So, um, you know, consider we got all the three big signings we wanted done. That's uh, pleasing. Uh, we can now just focus on... You have what we need to add to our list um, in the years to come. But we, we're not totally out of the season, mate. Um, basically, the Giants took our spot in the eighth. But um, they have a tough game against Port Adelaide this week. Um, so you'd imagine Port will start favourites there. Um, you know, obviously, we've got a tough game against Sydney, but I think it's winnable, especially on the back of news that Buddy Franklin will miss the game uh, due to an errant elbow thrown. Um so, you know, we do know that Buddy loves to dine out on the Bombers. Um, so that was pleasing to hear that he, he'll miss. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what the odds are for him to appeal and somehow Sydney get their, um, get the right result and he suddenly lines up. But uh, so pretty I, I think he'd be pretty... <laughs> but I think he'd be pretty lucky, mate, the way that he threw that elbow back. It'd be hard to defend that. Um, but, uh, you know, as it, it is Sydney versus Essendon, so I've come to learn that, um, <laughs> you know, don't take what's expected. Um, yeah, so you've had some good news. Uh, it looks like we're still stuck up in Queensland at the moment. Um, yeah, I know the club had some hopes that uh, we'd get back to play Sydney in, um, yeah, at Marvel, uh, potentially with no crowd or, you know, very little crowd. But... Um, uh, I haven't heard any news on that, mate. Has there been uh, any update on that? No, like I've, I've heard rumblings. It's, it's a possibility we could still play them at, at Jihad Stadium, but um, uh, nothing uh, nothing official as of yet that I've seen. Yeah. So it's just rubbish because we've been up Queensland now if we play Swans there uh, the last three games, which were all supposed to be in Melbourne. Um and, yeah, we might come back to Melbourne for the Bulldogs game, but guess what, mate? After that, we're back up to Queensland to play Gold Coast. So, um, yeah, the players, you know, Queensland, you know, um, is uh, certainly going to see plenty of the Bombers, it looks like. Yeah, certainly is. But, um, look, I mean, I guess for us, all we got to hope is that the boys can keep their, um, their head in the game. Obviously, it's, it's hard, you know, uh, you know, being away from family, being away from your home environment and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, and certainly, you know, a lot of these guys are young men, so they're, um, uh, yeah, they'll be hard put to task to just focus solely on the footy. But um, look, um, I guess that's, that's down on the coaches, on the senior leaders at the club to um, uh, to keep everyone's 
mind on the game. You know, we've got what four rounds left, mate. Um, and we've got to make the the most of them if we are to be a chance in the final. So I, I sort of feel that, um, yeah, we missed a real opportunity there against GWS because all the results that week went in our favour. You know, um, St Kilda went down, Richmond went down, Freo went down. Um, so it was Carl. Yeah, Carlton as well. So it could have almost been yeah, a, a bit of a free hit for us because it would, bit, would have been a game and percentage at least in front of those teams uh, in the eight. Uh, so, yeah, now we're right up against it. You know, we've got um, Sydney this week. They'll never be a, an easy side. Um, and obviously, you know, we've got Doggies, Collingwood. Um, so, and yeah. The sons. And the Suns. And the Suns. Like even the Suns are playing pretty good footy, so I don't think any of them are, are easy. Um, so, in any case, though, we've got to show a lot more um, application to the game uh, than we showed against North and the Giants. Um, and, and I guess the thing that you know, when you talk about marks um, that GWS had before Jane Lock, they had 50 more marks around the ground over the course of the game. Um, so that just shows they're able to, you know, pass it around at will, um, which is, yeah, really disappointing because not only did they have, you know, a lot more uncontested possessions, but they had more contested possessions as well. So they, uh, no, they they hunted us, and um, uh, certainly our our top possession getters over the recent weeks um, weren't getting near it because they really clamped down on them. So. Uh, a lot of credit um, has to go to the Giants, but uh, in saying that, we had a lot of opportunities uh, that we left on the table, and at the end of the day, we uh, yeah fell short by a bit over two goals. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess uh, apart from that, mate, I, I guess we go into the game itself. Mm. Um, and I actually thought we started pretty well. <laughs> yeah, we did. I mean, yeah... After a uh, dropped mark by Ridley, I think it was, uh, Stewart made a great save. Um, and it was sort of uh, strange. As he marked and had control of the footy before it went over the line. But um, you know, it was called a point because it hit the post. So GWS got the got the first score then. But then, uh, yeah, we had a couple of entries through Stringer. Uh, but nothing doing until Ham had a good run on the wing and delivered it beautifully to Hooker. He marked right on 50 and he popped it to Parrish, just 40 out straight in front and Parrish went back and dobbed it. That was a good start for Parrish. You could see how hard he worked to get that ball off. It was really good overlap running um, to get there and you know, he went back and you know, did exactly what we needed him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, I thought that one with um, James Stewart, I was surprised that one was uh, called the way it was. I, you know, I thought it was clear he'd taken that mark without the assistance of the goalpost. But, <laughs> um, and, and BT actually said, um, oh, yeah, that one point could, be, could have been very, um, yeah, could be very uh, costly later on in the game. Like, obviously, it never ended up being. But, um, you know, like it wasn't a, a good start by the umpires. Nah, but look, you know, after that goal from from Parish, um, Redmond then got the pill uh, and took a bit of a bounce through the middle of the ground and kicked it to Perkins all alone in the fifty, and he ran in and kicked our second mate. Yeah, it was a great play. Um, you know, really good uh, link up play for the Bombers, and um, 
Uh, Archie's looking more and more comfortable down there in the forward pocket, isn't he? Yeah, he certainly is, mate. Uh, so that was great to see him uh, kick that one early. Um, they got the next clearance with a point to Himmelberg, uh, but their next entry was cut off with a big mark from Jimmy Stewart. Uh, but we just couldn't work out out of, the, out of their half, and eventually Hogan was able to snap a goal through for the Giants. Yeah, and you know, we shouldn't have allowed that one, I didn't think. Um, you know, I thought we had enough opportunities to clear that footy, but yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah they got him on the board, but uh, we continued on. Yeah, we did. Now, the ball pinged around for a while, uh, and we saw Peter Wright take a huge mark on the wing. Uh, so it was great to see him get involved early. Um, but then Ward took a mark, and Parrish crashed in slightly late, and yeah, the 50-metre 50, 50 penalty was was harsh, but it was paid. Uh, and Ward kicked it through to put the Giants in front. And uh, uh, that one that one hurt because it sort of reminded me a bit of when uh, yeah, when he bloody he dived um, a couple of years ago now, wasn't it, uh, Ward? Mm, yeah. Yep, I remember um, that one about well. Yeah. Uh, but look, Zerick got the next clearance. Um, going with a 1-2 with Shield and... Then he delivered over the top to Tipper, about 35 metres out. Now, he'd normally just ride it in the book, but he missed. And, yeah, Tipper never, never really looked on um, from the first bounce, I'd have to say. Uh, but, look, fortunately, not long later, Heppel went inside 50 and kicked it to the goal square where Hooker was able to crumb it and kick through a much-needed goal. Yeah. Well, I saw... Um... With Tipper, even when he was running into goal, he's usually got such a smooth action. Mm. And the commentators made um, reference to it as well. He looked a bit wobbly running in, you know what I mean? Like, say, perhaps he has got a bit of a, a niggle. Um, it's a bit damning in a do or die game that we have to play a player that clearly isn't fit. Mm. Um, and it certainly must have affected his psyche because uh, usually we've. Uh, well, Tip, are you expecting to kick that one? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but look, we got the next clearance too, and Draper ran it out and bombed it long where Perkins picked up the footy, passed it to Zaharakis, and he snapped it through beautifully, mate. Yeah, it was a good play. And, um, you know, he had a few options. Deb Smith run past him, but I think uh, Archie chose the right decision. He he brought it to the middle, Um and Zaharakis was there and uh, he made no mistake. Mm. And we looked to get on a bit of a roll, mate. Um, you know, two-metre Peter took a big mark, about 25, 30, 30 metres out. Uh, but unfortunately, he uh, he missed the goal and he's another one you normally uh, write in the book. Um, and then at that time, Hooker went off with a bit of a glute complaint. Um, but down the other end, uh, Himmelberg took a big mark. He missed uh, which is fortunately, but then we sort of stuffed around the footy off the half back, and Ward slapped it out of our hands and hit Hogan with a deft kick, which could have really made us pay, but uh, Hogan missed as well. Uh, but then Durham really made his mark on the game, putting his body on the line in the middle of the ground to win the footy, and then he butted up again to get the pass and deliver it beautifully to Cutler inside 50. Uh, unfortunately, Cutler missed as well, but yeah, what a great play from Durham. Yeah, you can just see how hard he was at it. And, gee, Cutler, he, he really gets to me, this guy. He, he can kick the ball 60 metres, but he kind of chipped at that. Mm. Never really kicked through the footy. Like, you know, it had to be rushed over the line. It wasn't actually a clear behind. Mm. 
for a guy who's got the leg to clearly make the distance, um, it's not a surprise you miss when you don't kick through the ball. Yeah, absolutely. But look, we ended up winning that quarter after Hep. Um, you know, he had that uh, free kick after the siren, but uh, tried the top from about 80 metres out, mate. But unfortunately, uh, you know, he, he wasn't able to get the Malcolm Blight boot on it. Uh, he did get onto it, but not the full 80 metres required. But So we finished the quarter, four, four goals, 3.27 to the Giants, two goals, 4.16. Yeah, and I thought, you know, the Giants kind of shot themselves in the foot, even though we'd missed some gettable goals as well. Um, I felt the Giants were a bit closer than... Um, even though it was relatively close, I just felt that I didn't feel that we played that well uh, and we still held a lead. So I was yeah. hoping that we continue that in the second quarter. And um, obviously the Giants had the first opportunity through Lloyd, who also missed a, a shot on goal. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't long after and we saw you know, a nice goal from Stringer. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, he made that nice ticker on uh, tackle and Daniels uh, about 40 metres out and got the free and kicked the goal and he thought, oh, here we go. Um, hopefully the boys have uh, right it up. And then uh, there was that crazy bit of tray where uh, Draper went for the ball and he, he looked to be, have been hit high, but a free went against Draper for contact below the knees. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a bit a bit rough. But then, uh, you know, Durham intercepted the footy and kicked it perfectly to Stringer on the uh, forward flank there. He kicked it to Tipper. Uh, and Tipper kicked it to Smith, who was a little bit closer to goal. Um, but it was called not 15. Um, and unfortunately from there, uh, Giants just pressured us out. And we tried to be too cute with the footy. So uh, they ripped it out of our hands. And yeah, that was a... yeah Should have really had a shot on goal there. But uh, look, eventually when... Cutler put his head over the footy and Kelly got him high. Cutler released Ridley, who hit Hooker beautifully. Um, but unfortunately, um, he only managed a point. Yeah, and it wasn't a great uh, day in front of goals for Hooker. I know he got the um, that goal from in the goal square, basically. But, um, yeah, that one where he, uh, he had a couple of opportunities there and, you know, let him go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he just couldn't make it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I really hope we make that a focus uh, because yeah, it was everyone. Um, yeah, Peter Wright, uh, Tipper. Yeah, no one could kick him unfortunately. But um, look, after that, um, Kelly had a shot on goal for them, but Cox stopped it right on the goal line. Uh, and we worked it out, and Cox was getting a bit of the footy, but it was a bit fumbly for mine. Uh, and Lloyd had a shot for them, but only managed the point. But our next chance came when Shield nailed Whitfield in a tackle and kicked it to Cox, who dropped the mark but made a nice underground hand pass to Dev Smith, who snapped it just through the goal from about 45 metres out. And yeah, it was a, it was a river. Yeah, it was a nice goal from Dev. Um, yeah, he hasn't been doing many of those. Like he's, obviously, we've talked about, yeah, he's, hasn't, he's not getting the same kind of distance on his kicks. But um, yeah, that one was. Very nice goal, um, yeah, in pressure because, as you say, mate, it was a nice underground handball. Uh, Dev got it, didn't have too much time to think and snapped it truly and, yeah, it gave us, a, you know, that 16-point buffer and, yeah, you know, going into halftime. Yeah, that's it. So we were up 
uh, six goals, four forty to the Giants, three goals, six twenty-four, uh, and then going to that third quarter, uh, you know, GWS got the first entry and Ash eventually kicked a goal for them, uh, and they got the next entry too, uh, with Kelly having a running shot on goal from fifty, um, which missed. Uh, but as they as they pushed inside fifty again, Durham showed some great poise to weave through some traffic and get it out. Unfortunately, though, it came straight back uh, with Himmelberg taking a big mark and kicking it through for a goal. And all of a sudden, um, you know, after you know we finished the half, sixteen points up, they were just three points down. Yeah, um, going back to that goal from Ash, he was doing a good job on Parish, yeah, you know, really limiting. His um, influence, no Parrish got a goal early in the game. Um, Ash got one back on him, and considering the job he was doing on uh, Parrish, uh, I'm sure that would have had some psychological effect on Parrish, you know, to maybe play a bit tighter. Um, and, you know, maybe that in, it reduced his influence on finding the footy himself. Mm. Um, but as you say, mate, we're only three points up, and um, then it went to the top of their square again, and of all people, uh, it was Shane Mumford who <laughs> crumbed it and kicked the goal um, to put him in front. Yeah, that one um, yeah, gave me the irrits a bit because, yeah, he'd been just smashing into blokes all game, particularly Draper was copping the rough end of the stick there. Uh, so for him to get a goal, it was a bit rubbing, rubbing uh, insult into the wound. But, uh, yeah, look... Um, you know, long after, not long after that, Shield had that running shot for goal, but he missed. And, you know, geez, we, we really needed these ones to go through. Uh, but then Durham uh, ripped it out of the GWS forward line and hit Perkins beautifully uh, and then ran hard to present an option and uh, mark it on the flank. And we eventually got a free pay to Peter Wright just outside 50. But uh, unfortunately, he was astray with another point. Um, you know, and then GWS got it up their end uh, with Taranto having a shot on goal, uh, which again was saved on the line by Cox, who, uh, who punched it through. So some good defensive efforts from him. Uh, and then Cox just really took the game on. As GWS fumbled it, he scooped up the pill, took a bounce and ran inside 50 and kicked it on the left from 45 metres out. And yeah, it looked like all money it was going through, but unfortunately hit the post and we were back within a one-point ball game. Yeah, it was just one of those days where every time we had a shot for goal, you you weren't confident. And, um, yeah, we seemed to be able to find the woodwork like that one. Mm. And it wasn't long and we had another opportunity for a hooker and there was another behind, mate. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a lovely bit of play because Cutler had the ball off the half-back and had a bit of a run and hit Tipper outside 50. He then popped it over the top to hooker. Um, but as you said, mate, he didn't have his kicking boots on in the night and missed that one. Um, GWS managed a point down their end. Um, and then, you know, in the final two minutes of that quarter, as our back six were switching the ball around, Laverde could have made a very costly blue, kicking the ball out of bounds on the full, um, which is very uncharacteristic. There was no pressure on him. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Giants... Got the footy and eventually Himmelberg had a shot on goal, but he missed. But then at the death, the Giants were again able to pick us apart with Whitfield, who hit Hogan and uh, 
Hogan kicked the goal after the three-quarter time siren, and that put the Giants eight points up as we failed to kick a goal that quarter. And the scores were six goals, eight, 44 to the Giants, seven goals, 10, 52. And uh, talking about red time, mate, that was uh, with two seconds to go. I think he took that mark. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's really disappointing, mate. Um, you yeah, hate when those ones happen. Um, and, yeah, we had control of the ball prior to that. Um, so to see it rebound quickly and then, you know, have a shot on goal and, and get it through, um, yeah, you say three-quarter time and just felt, what the hell did I just watch, you know? <laughs> um, you know, we had a 16-point lead and we just stopped, you know, to a walk, it seemed. Mm. Um, you know, all those behinds, mate. I think, how many behinds was there? About seven behinds that quarter? Was it? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know about that much, but... Um, one, two, three, four. I think they had four, only four, sorry, yeah. but I think it was four, in the, yeah. the second half. I think they kicked one goal seven. So um, you're not going to win too many games with that kind of scoreline. But, um, yeah, four behinds in the third quarter only. Um, the start of this last term, it didn't help that uh, Reed got a first goal um, for the Giants to extend their lead. Yeah, that's it. So put him, yeah, put him up by greater than two goals. Um, and then it, was, it got pretty sloppy for a while before Hooker sent the footy to Nick Cox, who was bumped in the process of going for the mark by Ward. Uh, Cox was paid the free and he went back and kicked the goal and he thought, all right, boys, time to steady and and go. And we had a couple of entries and looked pretty dangerous. Uh, and then Zeret intercepted the footy and hit Dev Smith beautifully. But again, mate, our goal-kicking woes um, continued to haunt us, and it was just one more behind. Uh, Snelling then had a running shot on goal, uh, but it was shallow and didn't score. And that was one where he had a bit more time than he probably thought he had. Um but then, you know, Tom Green for them had a shot, uh, but hit the post. Then Reed had a shot too, but he missed. Uh, and that took their lead to nine points with eight minutes left to go. Uh, Dev Smith had another quick snap, but he missed. Uh, and then Zaharakis, who had been pretty quiet all game, then made a lovely pass to Stringer about 40 metres out. And again, mate, there's like these ones you'd normally just chuck in the book, uh, but he missed as well. And, you know, when you're missing opportunities like that, um, you know, they're the ones that you have to nail uh, if you're serious about winning the game. And, of course, when we miss opportunities, um, GWS, uh, yeah, they went on to open us up and Daniels took it away from us, uh, dribbling through a goal with less than two minutes to go uh, to have them 14 points up. Now, uh, Peter Wright took a big grab and, Rushed back to take a kick, but he missed as well. And that was the story of the night, mate. So GWS ended up winning by the 13 points. So nine goals, 12, 66 to our seven goals, 11, 53. Yeah, there used to be a service, mate, called Name a Game, where you could buy uh, the, the games each weekend, like for your own personal collection. <laughs> um <laughs> Let's just say that wouldn't be uh, purchased too often if that was uh, available because it was a pretty rubbish game. And, um, yeah, I just thought, well, either the players were really, you know, they just didn't seem to have their hearts in it. Like, not that they gave up and, like, they forced the contest. So I'm not saying they gave up on it, but it 
was like they were rattled being up in Queensland for so long. It's almost mm. like those um, last year, remember, we were in the hub for so long and a few of our players couldn't deal with it. Mm. I'm just wondering psychologically if these players, because you've got to remember, mate, we had to watch every other club come back into Melbourne and play their games. Yeah. And we were the only ones kept up there, you know. Um, mm. you, you can't help but think there's a bit of woe is me mentality that gets in um, into player psyche. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if that's the case, but, uh, I mean, they certainly uh, didn't seem up and about at any stage during that game, even when we had a bit of a lead. I, I still felt we were a little bit off the pace, even though we are in front at three at uh, half-time. Mm. But that second half, mate, one goal, seven, and, yeah, just the amount of uncontested marks we allowed. Um, have you got the stats on that, mate? What was the uncontested marks? Uh, so I don't have the uncontested, but, um, but it would have been, what, 122 to our 79. Yeah, so that's just that's amazing. Like, that's, you know, 40-odd um, extra marks yeah. that we've allowed. So... Um, just goes to show, and I think, look, this has been a bit of a trend. I thought North did that a little bit last week to us, yep, yep. Um, and we worked it out in the end. And even to a lesser extent, um, the Crows game, the Crows tried to do that. The, the problem the Crows had was that they never wanted to go forward with the ball. They were just happy to chip around, and obviously when they did turn it over, it was an easy goal attempt for us. But I think that tells you that the opposition – are saying, right, Essendon are fast, they're around the ball, they want quick ball movement. We're going to frustrate them and we're just going to play slow slow footy. We're going to just chip our passes and see if their uh, defensive structures hold up. And that's the way I see it at the moment is that because mm. there's been a, a string of games now um, that where the that's where the opposition have put in their time is to, to do these chips and... They obviously don't think we work hard enough to prevent these little um, short 15-metre kicks. Mm. Um, and they're trying to frustrate us and break us down defensively. And, um, you know, although we, we'd won the two previous games, uh, that was against two of the more uh, bottom teams like in North and Adelaide. And um, must be said, mate, North had a fantastic victory uh, against Carlton. Yep. So maybe that North uh, result wasn't as um, ho-hum as we thought because um, they they certainly played with a lot of confidence against Carlton. But having said that, um, if you want to make finals, you've got to start winning some of these games and you know, a bit more convincingly for my liking. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for mine, it, it comes down to composure with the footy, um, which, as you said, we, we sort of played a bit scared at times. Um, and certainly that seemed to play out when we we're having shots on goal. We we're, um, you know, rushing our kicks, and, you know, not taking the time we had or, you know, blokes overthinking it. Um, yeah, I, I really hope, um, I mean, it's across the competition, so it's not um, isolated to Essen alone, but um, I really hope, yeah, we, we put a lot of time into goal kicking because uh, it's really hurting us in games, uh, you know, to kick, yeah, seven goals, eleven, and a lot of those those shots were were pretty, well, pretty gettable. Uh, you know, thirty meters out, twenty five meters out, um, or yeah, in some cases forty meters out, but not much of an angle. Um, so if you 
yeah, missing missing those opportunities. Um, yeah, other teams will make you play pay rather. Uh, you know, you look against North, we kicked fourteen points. Um, so you know you, you can't keep. Um, uh, and against Adelaide, we kicked eighteen points, mate. So mm. um, like, to miss these shots on goal time and time again, like I think. Yeah, it's that old adage where if you're getting wins, it, it um, puts wallpaper over a lot of cracks um, because, you know, okay, well, we walked away with the win. That's okay. We'll, we'll get better next time. But when you come up against a half-competent side like GWS, and, you know, I think they played better than us for sure, but they certainly weren't, weren't world beaters. Um, yeah, we made them, uh, them look really good because if we, if we actually hit those... Um, those opportunities, kick those goals. You know, what does that do to the mentality of GWS when, you know, they, they try really hard to, to lock us down, but we're still able to score. Um, you know, perhaps we, we run away with it a bit early, but um, yeah, if, if we're, if we're not kicking those goals, we keep them in the game. Um, and yeah, they, uh, the good sides will be able to mow us down in the end if we're, if we're wasteful with it. So um, yeah, it's goal kicking. It's our, um, disposal efficiency um, around the ground, but it's especially inside 50. Um, that's that's where we really need to um, yeah, put a lot of effort into um, because, yeah, uh, at the moment, uh, we're, I'm still happy with the level of effort shown. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of comments on social media and everything like that from Essendon supporters. You say, oh, the effort was woeful. Uh, to me, I, I, I don't see that. I, I think the effort was absolutely there, um, but it's our polish that uh, is, is sadly lacking. Um, and you'll you'll get that from a young side, uh, but um, that's, that's certainly the area we need to clean up if we, um, A, want to be a final side, but more importantly, um, yeah, if we want to be uh, like a side that's able to, compete um yeah fully in finals uh, that that's where we need to be able to um really put clubs to the sword and um and hit our chances when we get them uh, now the venue for this week's game has just come up mate and it's Essendon versus the Sydney Swans at the Gabba at the Gabba for you <laughs> <laughs> so it's not at Metricon Set the Gabba. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, the boys have to stay up in uh, Queensland for another week. Um, and as I said, mate, it's going to be potentially the chance to come back into Melbourne for a week and then head straight back up to Queensland to play the Sun. So, um, yeah, we really have had a draw from hell in terms of, you know, we've played in Melbourne you know, hardly ever this it seems like. And I think we're going to end up playing seven or eight games in Melbourne only. Um, and the rest will be all interstate. Mm. Um, so it's pretty disappointing. But, uh, yeah, that home ground advantage, mate, we are waiting for to have at Marvel. We, we thought we had four or five games in a row. Um, the AFL's come in and said, hold my beer. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think also, like, yeah, I'm you know, probably flipping on that. But, I, yeah, obviously COVID's had a um, read its head. But it's just ironic that, but they didn't want to move the Swans down to Victoria or the Giants into Victoria, but they'd let every other Melbourne club return to Victoria. You know what I mean? Like that was up in Queensland. Yeah. So 
I think it's hard to justify how they, you can um, take uh, you know, our home games off us um, just to look after the Swans and GWS. And, um, yeah, obviously, if there was a risk of coming back into Melbourne um, with their fixturing, um, if that's their their reason for it, then keep the other sides that were in Queensland up there as well. You know what I mean? Like, so um, it does seem to be a case of them not wanting to upset the, the Sydney clubs being um, taken out of hub to hub out of, uh, you know, out of Queensland and then into Victoria. Mm. Um, but I still think that's an unfair way. And when you think about it, Sydney have a lot of South, ex-South Melbourne um, supporters there. Yeah. Um, so even if the club, even if it had it got where you can have crowds, uh, surely it would have been in the AFL's interest to you know, have the the Bombers and the Swans in Melbourne. But obviously, I'm sure they get tip offs on what's going to happen with the restrictions and so forth. And um, yeah, so I, I I don't know what's going to be happening there. But I can tell you, we're definitely playing in Queensland again next week, uh, yeah. which is disappointing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, one, that's one comment um, that, you know, we saw um, Xavier coming out and uh, with a little uh, sort of three minute movie to the members and explaining the, um, you know, all the different things that are happening. And that's one comment that I really didn't like coming from him that, um, you know, we're, we're up there to accommodate the needs of the, of the Sydney sides or oh, in the broader competition. Um like I, I think everyone piling into to Xavier is, is a bit much. I think you know, obviously he's doing his best to work in the interest of the Essen Football Club. But that was one comment where I thought, "Come on, mate, where you are the, um, like you're the CEO of the Essen Football Club. We're not here for the interests of of the Sydney football sides. You are here for the interests of the Essen Football Club and its members." So I found that comment a bit. Um, uh, distasteful for mine. Um, I understand the, the point that he's trying to make, but um, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, um, the AFL's got us over a barrel, and um, uh, it would be a very difficult position for us to um, you know fight back and uh, hope to get us back down in in Melbourne. Um, but comments like that make me think, you know, did we let this one go? Um, uh, and if so, I hope that was in consideration that next year we'll get a much more favourable draw, which is certainly what he alluded to later in that um, that little thing. But I don't know. How did you read that one, Jane? Uh, it's almost like, you know, obviously we've got an application to get an AFLW licence in, um, you know, and it almost feels like we don't want to stir the the person that's going to make that decision. Um, so they want to be working with the AFL. And uh, as an Essendon fan, we know that's fraught with danger because I'll give you nothing <laughs> in return. Um, so <laughs> uh, that's the way I see it anyway. So, um, you know, I know other clubs wouldn't cop it. I, I guess that's the criticism. Um, yeah. And I think by rights, um, I think it would have been nice if Paul Brasher had to come out this week Um because he's been, you know, he's provided good commentary throughout this season. Yeah. Um, even to take some of the heat off Xavier, because um, Xavier's definitely copped the, the brunt of it. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, just to have that side by side, um, 
you know, I'm not stealing from Collingwood, by the way, but I mean, <laughs> just to have, uh, just to have the president there aligned with Saviour saying, look, you know, we're desperate to get back to Melbourne. Um, and these are the reasons why we can't at the moment. Um, I think that kind of clarity needs to be provided to the members because um, let's face it, over the last couple of years, we've paid our memberships, but we've, we haven't seen the guys live nearly, um, you know, hardly ever <laughs> over the last two years. Mm. So understandably, even though that was played without crowds this weekend, um, you know, you do start to feel like, um, well, what's happening with my membership? You know, like, I, I, you know, obviously you want to support the club. Um, I'll, I'll continue it. But, I mean, you want to have some value and some bang for buck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, well, look, I guess we'll, we'll see how we go against the Swans at the Gabba, mate. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, who would have thought, mate, um, say at the start of... Uh, 2020, if uh, somebody had come to you and said, you know what, um, I reckon Essendon will play about 20 games in Queensland over the next two years, <laughs> you would have thought, what kind of uh, deal have we got with the Queensland government to do that? Like, um, that it must be pretty hefty for um, for us to overturn, you know, overlook playing games in Melbourne to play, you know, on average about 10 games in Queensland each year. Um, yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, funny enough, it's going to end up being around that figure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, crazy stuff. But, um, all right, we'll, we'll have a break, mate. We'll come back with our Don's Cast Medal Votes. You know, listening to Don's cast. Now, mate, as it is always in uh, losses, sometimes hard to find five good players um, <laughs> to give votes. So um, why don't you go first and uh, let us know which of the five you found uh, worthy of votes. Yeah, it was a, a pretty tough one for me. I guess the, the biggest thing I found hard was but there were lots of guys who like seemed to put their hands up, but they had what I sort of call those almost games, like they they seem to do bits and pieces, but they didn't really have that, that class at the end to uh, to finish off and really have a huge impact. Um, but look, if I go from the bottom, um, one vote, I went for Will Snelling. Um, I thought he really, um, you know, he, he pushed hard all game. Um, yeah, ended up racking up the 20 disposals. Um, you know, took six marks, made six tackles, uh, which was fantastic. So, um, yeah, he was, he was often that link player, uh, you know, going between the wings or off the half back, um, and uh, seemed to have pretty serviceable um, use of the footy. Uh, ended up with, uh, yeah, uh, three inside 50s. So, um, I think he, he played a serviceable game for us. Um, so, well done to. Will Snelling. Uh, two votes. Uh, I went for Sam Durham. I, I thought he played absolutely fantastic on the night. I only racked up the 15 disposals, but um, it was just how he went for footy that really impressed me. Um, you know, those efforts where he just put his body over the over the line. Um, but more so, it was his poise with the footy. Um, actually delivered a couple of really, really nice passes. Um, they just seemed to float for the, the forward to sort of run onto it and mark. Um, fantastic to see. Ended up taking seven marks as well, which was 
Um, yeah, really nice. I mean, when we read this bloke's name out at the mid-season draft, I thought, oh, geez, what have we got here? But um, he's acquitted himself really well, had uh, four intercept possessions, and um, I thought he had a yeah, made his impact felt on the night. So one on to Sam Durham, two votes for him. Uh, three votes, I went for Zach Merritt. Now, he was well held by uh, GWS, but uh, in saying that, he, in typical Zach Merritt style, he uh, didn't stop all game. Actually ended up with seven tackles uh, for the day, uh, four clearances. Um, and when he did have the, the ball, he seemed to use it pretty well and actually uh, racked up six score involvements um, with five contested possessions. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I thought he had a very serviceable uh, game for us. Um, so uh, another decent showing from Zach Merritt. Four votes went for the captain, uh, Dyson Heppel. Uh, I thought, you know, he, he stood up in, in big moments, ended up taking uh, six marks, had four tackles, uh, racked up a game high for us, uh, 28 disposals. Uh, but it was just his poise down back, you know, when GWS were constantly bringing it in. Um, he was one who, who stood tall, um, yeah, ended up with six intercept uh, disposals, uh, you know, uh, six contested possessions. Uh, unfortunately, his, his <laughs> disposal efficiency wasn't fantastic and he went over 68%. But, uh, Look, I've, I thought overall, um, you know, he, he did everything to uh, you know, keep the boys on the straight and narrow. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to to get over the line for him, but I thought he played a, a really good captain's game for us. But look, for the five votes, mate, uh, I had to go with Jordan Ridley. Uh, racked up the 25 disposals. Uh, and again, just his poise with and without the footy. Uh, absolutely uh, remarkable. Uh, ended up with... Uh, six big marks, uh, so uh, five intercept um, possessions, but also five score involvements. So there were a couple of times where he moved up the wing and um, ran through the middle of the ground and uh, used the ball really well going inside 50. Um, yeah, racked up nine uh, contested possessions as well. Um, so, uh, no, I thought he, um, oh, sorry, six contested possessions, apologies, uh, but used the ball at 92%. Um, so I, I thought, you know, another outstanding game from, from Jordan Ridley. Uh, but that's how I read it, mate. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, well, uh, I think uh, it's almost undisputable. You had to give uh, Ridley the five. I thought he was the clear standout of the Bombers. Um, you know, his markings were strong. Um, you know, and, like, if the only criticism you can give of the bloke, because he's not, he's not a jet Jet speed, um, he doesn't get any tackles, so he got zero tackles. But um, I think that's because he's when the ball does come down, he's usually you know, contesting the footy in the air or um, marking the footy himself. So, um, yeah, I think he was definitely the best player for the Bombers on the day. I agree with you. I gave Heppel the four votes. I will hesitate to say that it, although he found plenty of the footy, 28 disposals, um, you probably don't want Heppel having that many disposals <laughs> <laughs> because he's just like, I think sometimes, and this used to be advice of his, is that he'd call for the ball too often. I think he just needs to learn just call for the ball when you can actually use it. Um, yeah, there's no good just getting it and, and chucking it on your boot and, and uh, getting the ball to rebound back. And we know he can overcook his kicks at times. Um, but, like, in terms of throwing his body out there, trying to, 
yeah, you see what he tries to do with his leadership. Um, yeah, I, I gave him the four votes, but as I say, I just think he needs to maybe not focus on how many disposals he gets and uh, you know, perhaps make some uh, space for his uh, teammates. Um, so, but uh, still a very good game from him. Um, three votes. Yeah, you know, I, you know, for, for me, I just thought um, Snelling was pretty good there. I thought, I think throughout the day, he, um, you know, his work rate's always very good. Like a game made a lot of his disposals, when he has 20 disposals and, you know, 10 and 10, a lot of them are in tight and so forth, but his work rate's up there. Um, I would have liked to have seen him take some time with that shot at goal. Um, you know, uh, you know, he was never going to really make the distance when there's a player on the line kicking it from 45, I didn't think. Um, so that's just something for him to learn off. But his work rate's there, he's six tackles. So um, you know, I gave him, I gave two votes to Sam Durham. I, I agree with you, mate. He, um, he's been a real one that catches your eye. He, you can see him working so hard. Um, he's you know, got some physicality about him. He's got a nice kick on him, as you say, mate. He hit up a very a number of really good passes. Um, so, yeah, enjoy watching him play the last couple of weeks. Um, and I gave one vote to Cox, uh, Nick Cox. So I thought that was one of his better games for a while. Um, just a 15 disposals, but he kicked a goal after getting a bit of a whack from Ward. Um, you know, it was just 10 kicks, uh, five handballs, five barks, two tackles. So, um, yeah, I, I gave Nick Cox the one vote. So why don't you tell us, mate, where we're at after uh, this round? Yeah, beauty, mate. All right, so if I go from the bottom, so we've got uh, two votes each to Sheil and Stewart, three to Phillips, four votes to Durham, five votes each to Francis and Jones, Six votes each to Cox, Draper, Snelling and Wright. Uh, 13 votes for Redmond. 14 for Perkins. 15 votes each to Langford and Hooker. 18 votes to Tipper. 23 votes to Laverty. Uh, 26 votes to McGraw. 28 votes to Dyson Hebel. 36 votes for Stringer. Nick Hyde on 53 votes. Ridley jumping up to the top of the pack with uh, 75 votes. Parrish on 86 votes. And uh, Zach Merritt uh, right out on top with 93 Don's cast medal votes. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Ridley's coming home with a wet sail, mate. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, he's yeah, he still played under 50 games, but his second half of the year has been you know, very good to watch. Um, uh, I think we comment every week at that. Where he got the uh, concussion certainly affected him for a couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, he's he's had a great season again. Um, and as you say, uh, Merritt was out in front now. Um, so uh, those two midfielders, um, they'll need to get on their bike against the Swans because uh, we'll need them up and going. And uh, you know, we've had the good news that at this stage, Buddy won't be playing. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we certainly need more output from them this week. Certainly do, mate. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a big test of the gather. So I hope the boys are up to it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's have another break, mate, and we'll come back with our By the Numbers segment.
And you're listening to the Don's Cast. And as we always finish up, it's time for Buy the Numbers. Um, mate, we stand, we start with uh, Sammy Draper. and He went up against uh, Mumford, who certainly knows how to niggle. And um, I dare say he would have known he played against the physical ruckman at the end of the game. Yeah. I didn't think he was that bad. I, I thought he actually you know, really tried to be involved. Um, yep. Some of his kicking... Wasn't that bad, I thought. Yeah, it's field kicking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was quite a serviceable game from uh, Sammy Draper. Yeah, I mean, he's one I, I always considered for votes uh, because he actually, um, in terms of the actual ruck contest itself, he, he won that. It was just that physical, um, I suppose, nature of, of Mumford. He just bullied him uh, at the end of the game. Um, only managed uh, 11 disposals, but of those 11, uh, there were seven clearances from the centre there. He uh, used his athleticism a couple of times to go for a bit of a run. Um, he still looks like a bit of a, uh, uh, you know, a giraffe, like a baby giraffe um, at times. Like he's got all this, you know, raw athletic ability, but doesn't know what to do with it sometimes. Um, but had the 27 hit outs. Um, only the one mark and one tackle, but um, yeah, certainly um, did show a little bit of a uh, presence around the ground. But um, yeah, I think just overshadowed by Mummy. But I think he, uh, I think he quitted himself quite well. So a solid game from Draper. Yeah. Um, next one, Darcy Parish, mate. Um, we talked about his struggles on the day. Um, yeah, you know, you know, it's hard to believe just the fifteen disposals, mate. Um, six kicks, nine handballs. Two marks and six tackles. Like, yeah, you know, he was getting that in a quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so really lowered his colours, and you have to give uh, credit to Ash for doing such a good job on him. Yeah, I mean, for mine, I wouldn't say lower his colours. I mean, he uh, that's just a part of the game that he'll have to work through, like that that hard tag or yeah, defensive midfield or whatever you want to call it, because um, certainly that. Isn't the attention they received before playing off a flank or a forward pocket? Um, so, uh, yeah, this will be good for his development um, as well. Uh, but certainly, what is pleasing to me is even though he was well held, he didn't uh, stop his efforts. Uh, those six tackles uh, certainly show that he was uh, still trying to do whatever he could to help the boys out. But um, yeah, look, you know, while not an outstanding game from him, uh, will be good for his development in that midfield role. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, only, yeah, I guess he'll, he'll work through that. So uh, it's games like this which will help him uh, realise the level he needs to get to if he's to do that. Yeah. Uh, Dave Smith, he got a bit more of the ball than he usually gets. Um, 16 disposals, eight kicks, eight marks. Uh, sorry, eight handballs, uh, three marks, two tackles and a couple of shots of goal. Obviously, one was old in a goal and two behind. So, um it was an almost game, you know, if you had a cleaned it up and got that second goal or you know, even you know, kicked all three of them, it would have been nice. But, I mean, um, I thought it was a better game than what he had been playing. Yeah, it was It was better, eh? like, in terms of his ability to find the footy. But his disposal efficiency still killed us. Um, yeah, he went at 56% uh, percent efficiency. And, uh, you know, he, he's certainly a much better player than that. Um on his day, he had the three score involvements, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think yeah, it was an almost game from him. Um, so, uh, look, he seems to be moving a bit freely, uh, like a bit more freely than he has been 
throughout the season. So hopefully that's good signs. But yeah, certainly uh, we need more from him in terms of uh, scoreboard impact uh, in that in that forward pocket role. Yeah, needs to make every post a winner, mate. Mm. Um, yeah, Zach Merritt. Um, yeah, just to, yeah, I want to say just that. Twenty disposals. We've been used to him get mid thirties. Again, as you said, mate, seven kicks, 13 handballs, uh, seven tackles. So certainly his defensive side of his game uh, yeah, was certainly on. But, um, again, we just couldn't get him uh, enough time with the ball to you know, really uh, hurt the Giants uh, regularly enough. Nah, that's, well, that's the thing. Like, that's, that's on us as a um, – like in that team defence, uh, even as a midfield unit to – um, to help out, uh, Parrish and Smith, if they're getting held. Um, like well, I, I found votes for him, so I thought he still had a had quite a good game for us. Obviously, quite um, quite well down on his normal possession numbers, but uh, certainly wasn't through uh, lack of effort, mate. Um, he absolutely applied himself to the contest. Um, so nah, I, th- I still think he had quite a good game for us. Yeah, uh, Dylan Shields, nice to see him back, but um, yeah, he was certainly underdone. It looked like. Um, would have loved to kick that goal when he's streaming into the 50. Um, yep. I think it's been a tale since he's got to the Bombers, mate. He just hasn't kicked enough of those, mm. um, especially when he gets the time and space. Um, now, you could see his work rate was there. Like, um, but, you know, and we couldn't expect too much from him when he hasn't played since round two. Yep. But, um, yeah, he still had four tackles. Uh, I think, you know, with him... It, He's obviously going to keep playing in the side as long as he's not injured. Um, and we just got to persevere with him, mate. You know, we're paying him big money. Mm. Um, you know, you're not going to get, you know, uh, pay that kind of money and, and stick him in the twos and, and, no. and wait. I think, you know, when you play a guy around that 800, 850 mark, uh, which is reportedly what he's on, um, you know, you're going to play him in the ones. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we can get anything out of him in these last four games. And you know, Lord knows we need it, mate, because, um, you know, these four games, uh, he's going to have to earn some of that money. Yeah, certainly will. Uh, I mean, like, I, I think he actually played quite well from where he came from in terms of having spent, what, 16 weeks or so uh, on the on the sidelines. I, yeah, I thought he... He played quite well. Obviously, he's got to get back up to the speed of the game and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that, yeah, him coming back there um, didn't pick up an extra injury. So, you, uh, you, you get yourself, um, you know, fairly lucky. Got another game into him. Um, he'll only improve from there. Um, but I guess as we go through some of the other guys, um, you know, when you're carrying too many of those blokes that aren't going to have a a big game for us. Um, yeah, that's where, you know, really selection table comes into the mix as to uh, one of the reasons we didn't fully take it up to the Giants. But, you know, for mine, I thought Shield was um, was okay. Yeah. Um, David Zarakis was another one of those players that came back into the side. Um, you know, he had, a, I think, a, a small a wrist problem. Uh, mm. He missed a couple of games and come back through the twos last week and, <laughs> Um, yeah, straight into the side. Yeah, it almost seemed like we were gambling with this one. Just thought we'll put our best players in, which has been against the truck philosophy when you think about it. He's kind of made players earn their spot. 
Yeah. But I felt this one, I think he just wanted to roll with um, his experienced players. Um, but, yeah, Zarakis, he kicked that goal from the handball from um, Archie Perkins. Yeah. Um, but just 10 disposals, mate, eight kicks, two, two handballs, three marks, and uh, just two tackles. So um, it's really not a mu- enough output of a player that's you know, played you know, almost 200 games with the club. Yeah, I mean, for mine, you can't put that in David Zaharakis because he is coming back from injury, but um, that was a that was a selection issue uh, for mine. Having too many of those guys who aren't known for doing the hard stuff. Um, um, and again, that's not putting on David Zaharakis. That's just the type of player he is. Um, but I mean, you saw how much we missed having a Guelphie out there, uh, someone that, um, you know, lives and dies for the contest. So, um, look, I, I think Zarak has had a fairly average game, but again, not putting that on him. He's just come back from injury. So, um, yeah, I guess what more could you expect? Yeah. Well, he, as I said, he played 226 games, mate, with the club. Mm. Um, and you'd have to think, uh, not wanting to yeah, finish the season this early, but uh, you'd have to think this might be his last one with the Bombers. I, I just think that, you know, he's been on the fringes, for most of this season. Um, so I'm not sure if another club would want a veteran. But I can't see the Bombers going down that path again. So I guess we should just enjoy uh, David's uh, last few games of the Bombers because I really don't think he'll be with the club next year. Mm. Um, uh, Tom Cutler, mate, um, almost a typical Cutler game, really. Like mm. He had changed some improvement the weeks prior, but, um, yeah, like, Hardly noticed him. 11 disposals, six kicks, five handballs, five marks, and one tackle. And then, yeah, obviously that shot for goal where he didn't even make the distance really. He uh, just mm. got rushed through. Yeah. Um, not enough, mate. And uh, as you say, we had too many of those players on the day. Yeah, I mean, for mine, again, it's all between the ears for Tom Cutler. I thought that he showed real prom- promise in the game. There was, He actually went for a couple of runs. There was one... Actually, one off the halfback flank, I can remember, and the other one was like basically straight through the middle of the ground where he went for a bit of a run. Um, and I did like that he used his height. It took five marks. Like, but the the problem is he he just seems to doubt himself. Um, so, yeah, where we've talked before about he's got a, a booming kick on him and can actually use the ball quite well. It's like he doubts himself, and that's the part where he uh, fails to make as much impact on the game as he can. Um, personally, I think one thing that um, we've we've really seen um, this season is our, our lack of depth, um, and in terms of guys who can actually come into the AFL side from the twos. Personally, I think um, it would be a very tough ask for us to go. All right, we need at least seven or eight backup blokes. Uh, I want to get rid of all these players. Uh, but bring in seven or eight blokes who might make it from the state leagues because um, I think you leave yourself too open. So for mine, I think Tom Cutler is um, yeah, potentially worth persevering with uh, because he does have all the attributes um, that you'd want from a AFL player in terms of his height, his running, his, um, yeah, his ability to uh, yeah, find the footy at times. Um, but what he needs is a strong pre-season for boys to get around him and build his confidence up because that's where he's uh, he, 
that's where his improvement lies. If he can start backing himself, I think he can be a real player. But um, games like this was, no, he didn't play bad, but um, yeah, he, he's certainly capable of more than that. Uh, I'd like to see him take the game on a bit more. Um, he did a couple of times, but uh, certainly I couldn't say that he had anything more than a um, sort of average game uh, against the Giants. Nick Cox, uh, I thought he um, came back into the game, mate. I, I think he had a few quiet weeks, but um, pleasingly, I, I thought, yeah, he started to get back into the game a bit more. Um, yeah, nice to see him kick a goal. Um, nearly got a nice another one, mate, but it hit the woodwork. Mm. Um, and like that little underground handball to Dev Smith was a good highlight of his. Um, yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, it was an improving game from Nikos. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a decent game from him. He's another one where, uh, you know, he he shows these signs and he reads the ball so well. Um, but it's just the like he did take the game on a couple of times uh, against the Giants, but he could do a bit more of that. I think he uh, he sometimes chooses a safe option in terms of uh, kicking to a contest down the line where I. Yeah, he is known for his uh, good kicking ability. So I think he um, could kick the ball a bit more dangerously and try to open up the opposition. Um, so yeah, he, he had a, a serviceable game, but um, you know, certainly as he develops in, in confidence and uh, experience, I, I certainly hope he takes the game on a bit more. And um, certainly, if he could uh, slaughter that goal, mate, um, that would have done one of us for his confidence and. Um, yeah, I think he had a, a good game for us, um, but certainly looking forward to when he puts a few more kilos on and, um, yeah, he's able to straight his stuff a bit more uh, in front of the crowd. Yeah, now Jordan Ridley, we both gave uh, best best on ground for the Bombers. Mm. Um, so we probably can't add too much more, but just another good game by him. Yep, absolutely. Fantastic game from Ridley. And you never know, he might hunt down Zach Merritt in the end, mate. Yeah. Now Jaden Laverty, um, you know, yeah, he he tries so hard defensively. Yeah, he, fortunately, he's been staying out of injury trouble. Mm. Um, he had that horrible kick made from the back pocket um, mm. that went out of bounds on the fall. Um, that wasn't a highlight of his, but um, yeah, he's, he certainly tries hard down back. He had eight marks down there, so um, which is pretty good, and had ten kicks and four handballs, so. Um, yeah, he certainly wasn't our worst. No, nah, I, I, I still think he had a, a solid game for us. Um, yes, there was that blue, but, uh, you know, plenty of other blokes uh, make those during the game. It's just in the back line, it gets highlighted so much more. But I thought he had a, a pretty solid game. Um, reads the ball so well, contests at every, um, at every opportunity. So, no, no, decent game from Lav. Uh, Archie Perkins started the game really well, I thought. Um mm. Kind of died out of it. Um, obviously, the ball wasn't going into our forward line as much, and he didn't really seem to get a, a midfield go, which mm. uh, Truck has tried a couple of times. Um, I didn't see any of that during the game, so um, yeah, I think he was in dead man's paddock, uh, so to speak. So uh, just didn't get much opportunities, and ended up with only the eight disposals. Um, you know, three kicks, five handballs, uh, four marks, and one tackle. So, yeah, pretty uh, a game that he certainly didn't stand out, but he, he started positively with that nice goal uh, after the link-up play. 
Yeah, and then there was another get bit of play. I think it might have been in the third quarter or maybe even the uh, the fourth. But he he sort of ran through the the ground, had a had a couple of bounces and delivered it nicely inside fifty. Um, so yeah, just his the way he moves, uh, it's just so smooth. And you know, once he um, yeah comes up to the speed of the game, he's able to read it a bit uh, a bit quicker, has a bit more bit more of a solid frame is able to crack into more contests um yeah i reckon he's going to be a real player just yeah there's we've seen it all season he, he shows signs here and there um so uh look while disposal count was down i actually thought he he had a, a reasonable game for us um yes uh the position i guess means at the moment that he's not going to find a lot of the footy until he actually gets those, whether it's midfield minutes or even off a off a flank, mate. I reckon he'd do all right. Um, but I thought he had a uh, an all right game and another game for his development um, is absolutely uh, excellent for us uh, because if he takes those uh, you know, development opportunities going into the preseason, where he's able to understand, you know, this is where I need to work on and. Um, you know, find what uh, what sort of gear he needs to get to, um, yeah, for next season. Uh, all the better. And uh, James Stewart, I thought he started the game pretty well, mate. He um, certainly marked a, a fair bit of uh, a few. I uh, took a few um, marks. Uh, I think he took eight marks for the day. Mm. Um, so, but he was horribly beaten in contests. Um, yeah. He always, Every time they took a mark, it was James Stewart side by side, just not having enough body yeah. on the player. So, like, he was either unlucky that the ball kept going to his opponent or whatever, but it just showed that he's got a fair way to go with his craft of playing down back. Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, yeah, his body positioning, like, he, he kept getting uh, bumped out of the way there. Um, but that's, yeah, he's obviously learning the role and, I think he acquitted himself fairly well, but it is just that learning um, you know, how to position yourself as a defender. Um, but, you know, seven intercept positions at the end of the day. Uh, didn't use the ball as well as he usually does uh, when it's 67%. Uh, but, yeah, look, I think, um, yeah, he, he, I still think he stood up uh, in that key defensive role down there. So, nah, solid game from Jimmy Stewart for mine. Mm. Now, um, Nick Hind, well held again. Um, mm. Yeah, I think the you know, opposition are putting a lot of time into him, knowing that, um, you know, he can be a bit of a barometer for us, um, how we move the ball. Um, and obviously that's what clubs are trying to limit, mm. um, our efficiency from back line to forward line. And, um, yeah, he certainly uh, didn't have the... Uh, the same amount of footy, like just the 14 disposals, uh, 10 kicks, four handballs, three marks, and only the one tackle. Um, you know, for a guy who's quick, um, you, you kind of expect a, probably a couple more tackles than that, mate. Um, but, yeah, uh, there's another one for Truck. Uh, I think at times, like, just try moving him into the you – know, even on a wing or, you know, even in, you know, give him a, a quick burst in the midfield – um, even though that's not his genuine position, just to kind of break any um, work that the opposition's putting into him. Yeah. Um, and if you can get a burst away from a nice tap from, uh, you know, Sammy Draper, uh, who's to say he couldn't be damaging their, um, 
But I, I just think that yeah, practice needs to help him out a little bit too if they're going to start um, really putting a lot of time into him down, you know, trying to limit his, uh, you know, his effect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think uh, it just was one of those games where I think GWS played us pretty well. Like they looked at where we get dangerous and they, they locked down those avenues. Uh, you know, there was only really one... Uh, play from behind where he took the game on. He was down the down the wing there. He took about three or four bounces, uh, but unfortunately he ran himself into trouble and um, basically coughed the ball up straight from there. But um, look, I, I still think he offers uh, quite a lot uh, defensively. He, he never stops running all game. Um, so yeah, even though oh, yeah, you'd have to say um, yeah, he had an average game. Uh, yeah, that's that's another game where. Um, yeah, he's a he's a big competitor, so uh, he'll just want to learn from that and um, yeah, take that on for the next game. So uh, certainly not worried about uh, Nick Hind. He's been so good for us all season, um, so no doubt he'll he'll bounce back. Uh, Peter Wright, I thought he marked the ball pretty well in the day. Um, you know, uh, thirteen kicks, uh, sorry, thirteen disposals, nine kicks, four handballs. Six marks, and a couple of those are really, really good ones. Um, didn't have his goal-kicking uh, boot on, mate. Just the three mm. behinds on the day, and you now we sorely needed one. Um, yeah. You know, a couple, really. But, um, yeah, so he just could have – his kicking would have been uh, – it would have been nice if he had his kicking boot on. But, yeah, certainly his marking is uh, a bit of a highlight of his – yeah, yeah, like it was good, but in saying that, he, he still dropped a few that um, you know, he probably should have taken uh, for mine. Um, but look, certainly from where he's come from, um, yeah, I think he's improved that area of his game uh, while at the club. Um, and, you know, going up against Mumford and when he, uh, you know, was relieving in the ruck there, I thought he, uh, yeah, acquitted himself quite well. Actually had uh, five tap outs there. So, um, yeah, again, his was an almost game for mine. If he'd have kicked one or two of those um, opportunities, like he, he would have got votes for mine, but um, just wasn't able to put it out on the board. But he competed hard all day, so I thought he had a solid game for us. Yeah. Now, Dyson Heppel, the captain, um, got a lot of the footy, 28 disposals, the most by any Essendon player. Mm. Um, you mentioned before about his efficiency wasn't that great with only 68%. But, um, yeah, he certainly flies the flag for us, mate, and you can never question his effort. No, nah, no, you can't, mate. Uh, yeah. As I said, like I thought he had a really good game for us. Um, yes, his disposal was uh, was a riot at times, but, um, geez, he knows how to find a footy. And, uh, no, nah, I think he had a, a really solid game for us. Jake Stringer, mate, um, you know, he... <laughs> I've had a few mates rib into me, mate, and say, oh, he's got his contract now. He's not going to get, <laughs> you know, like, um, which is, you know, was always going to happen if he had a quieter game after signing the contract. Yeah. But um, it wasn't that he was bad. It's just that, like, you know, he was to kick that nice goal in the first half. But, um, you know, I guess when we're only eight points down and he took that mark, mate, he really needed a, a Jake Stringer moment there, you know, to yeah. bring us under a goal. But, yeah, to not even make the distance, um, you know, it was a long way short. So it just goes to show, like, he, he wasn't confident um, going in for goal and was really limited in the second half as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so just a 14 disposals, uh, which is well down on his average. Uh, 13 kicks, one handball, three marks, and a couple of tackles. So um, yeah, I just didn't think it was uh, Jakey's day. But um, yeah, as I said, if we can cut him some slack, he's had a great season, and uh, yeah, let's hope he has a bigger influence against the Swans. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, agree with all of that. Um, he's he certainly tried uh, to um, stamp his impact on the game. Like there was a couple of times where he broke a couple of tackles, uh, but yeah, I don't know whether it was just um, GWS, um, you know, really did the homework and didn't allow, um, you know, our guys to, to play that that style of game. But um, in any case, he, uh, yeah, he didn't um, rack up as many disposals or um, yeah, didn't have that impact that we have seen uh, in recent weeks, but now, in saying that, he has had quite a uh, purple patch of form. Um, and, yeah, you've also got to recognise the human factor. So, uh, yeah, basically got uh, ripped from his home at, uh, what, 9 o'clock um, in the morning, you know, before the game last week. And um, up they came to the goal, uh, well, to, to Queensland anyway, and uh, paid him the gold. He stayed up there another week. He's, yeah, he got a few young kids at home and, that's going to have a bit of an impact. Um, so uh, certainly, uh, yeah, of course, it'll be great if he had uh, more of an impact for us. But uh, at the end of the day, I thought he acquitted himself um, fairly well. Yes, we want to see more, but that's, um, you know, everyone's going to have those sorts of games where they uh, don't have as much impact. But certainly, I don't think he was uh, you know, based on effort. Yeah, Kyle Hooker. Again, right? He kicked that goal that you know came to him in the goal square, mm. but um, yeah, he set shot kicking, uh, and kind of let himself down. Yep. Just as um, you know, he seemed to be sore throughout the game. A couple of times he went off, he, he mentioned with that glute, and then later on, they saw him taping his knee or you know, the shins at least. Um, so he's obviously a bit sore. Um, it's reported during the week that he's playing for a contract, mate. He, um, he's trying to put his best case forward, but you know, probably he's not having the influence that uh, he's going to win truck over at the moment. So um, I'd say the next four games are pretty big in Kale Hooker's uh, you know, hopes of playing on next year. Yeah, they are. Uh, I, I, I do feel for him, but um, he's another one where it's not like we've got – I mean, we do have a lot of um, – uh, tours at the club, but they're often they're very young, mate. Um, you know, you look at you know guys like Air, like um, like Brand. Um, yeah, you know, so Harry Jones, Harry Jones. Like they're very young. We don't have uh, an unlimited amount of tall forwards with that mature body uh, to be able to go at the contest and play against the gorillas of the competition. Um, you know, I guess like. The first half of the year, uh, Calico was playing really well, kicking a heap of goals. Um, but, you know, obviously uh, he's got the ageing body. He's obviously not uh, – he's feeling every game, uh, it looks like at the moment. Uh, I thought this particular game, his, his effort was there. He took, uh, you know, four nice marks, ran around the ground and uh, tried to get more involved. That's certainly a lot better than we saw in a few weeks previous where, you know, he, he wasn't he wasn't even taking a mark um, 
and I think you know really he was, it looked like he, he just needed a break, but we just haven't been able to give it to him because we don't have um, the options of a big forward uh, down there. So um, unfortunately, the the lack of depth um, for us means you know well for mine. It looks like Calhoun might get a, a reprieve. Um, yes, he probably still has to perform to to get that uh, contract extension. But um, yeah, I don't think it's as easy as uh, well. Okay, you've been a great servant, but you're not performing at the moment. See you later, because we just don't have people to uh, to backfill that position, particularly when we've got other positions around the ground where um, yeah we need to uh, to bring in more more bodies for for that depth component. So. Um, look, on the night, I'd, the disappointing thing was those those missed shots at goal, um, and it, because it wasn't just him, but you know certainly that it hurts us when you get opportunities up forward and you and you miss them. Um, but yeah, I think he had an okay game for us, uh, but yeah, I guess that's just how I saw it. Yeah, yeah Mason Redmond, I thought he was quiet. Um, you know, just did eleven disposals, mate, six yeah. kicks. Uh, sorry, eight kicks and three handballs. Mm. Uh, four marks and only two tackles. And again, he's another one of those players. Every time I saw a GWS uh, player take uncontested marks, he was just trailing behind. So mm. um, certainly a lot of defensive work has to go into our defenders to try and limit those. Because as I said earlier, the, the Giants were just dissecting us, mate. They mm. yeah, taking the piss, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they just had those 15 to 20 metre kicks and they just slowly worked their way through the ground and you know, we didn't you know, really give a yelp. And that's not all on Mason Redmond, but, I mean, he's just one player that I saw constantly just lagging behind. Yeah, and it's it's disappointing because he like he, he's had a couple of good games recently, um, but it's games like this where you, you think, oh, he's, he's head really in the game. Um, you know, he's, we know him as a, as a fierce competitor, Um but it certainly didn't look like that on the night. And, you know, when you don't get, don't get many many possessions um, and he certainly didn't look to be taking the game on that much, uh, you'd, you'd want a lot more than than two tackles from a, a bloke as athletic as Mason Ribman. Um, so, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I guess how I see him, I thought he had a very average game uh, and he's certainly capable of much more than that. Yeah. Uh, Braden Ham. Another one of his games, mate, where he um, yeah, was a little bit underwhelming, I thought. Um, yeah, I thought he started the game okay, but, um, yeah, he drifted badly out of that game. And, you know, just a, uh, nine disposals, two kicks only, mate, um, mm. seven ambles, one mark, and, yeah, he did have the four tackles. But, um, yeah, just yeah, very little influence and, as you say, mate, we just can't keep carrying all these players with, you know, very limited, um, you know, influence on the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, as I said in that first quarter, he had a nice run on the wing there, delivered up forward and, you know, looked good, but then uh, effectively did bugger all for the rest of the game. Only 42 metres gained um, from throughout the entirety of the match. So for mine, that's that's really disappointing. Um, and, uh, you know... I just hope he has a big preseason um, because the the club obviously backs him in and um, yeah has a lot of a lot of faith in him uh, and I hope he you know, really puts in over the off season um, and, and repays the faith in the club because 
right now he's he's getting games um, pumped into him and we're not seeing a whole lot in terms of uh, improved output. So, uh, yeah, I'd have to say a very average game from Braden Ham. How did I get dropped over these guys? Um, because his effort, you can't question that. Like, you know, he's he's a real effort player. Um, I would have thought he would have had more influence then if he's given an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, didn't play, so I guess I can't say much about his performance because you didn't get the opportunity but um <laughs> I was I was building up to him mate I thought you, you might um inspire me with something but that's hard when you um, you only see the player in a red top. Yeah but um yeah look uh unfortunate for Guelphie um, I thought we really missed him on the night but um yeah hopefully next next game we, we see him back in the red and black. Yeah um Will Snelling, I thought he was quite serviceable, mate. Um, uh, we gave him votes, both of us, I think. Um, so, yeah, he's certainly um, he, he's another effort-based player who generally you see cracking in. Um, uh, he didn't hit the scoreboard. You know, he's always working hard. Yeah. Know, he certainly did work hard, mate. Um, racked out the 20 disposals. Yeah, had the six tackles. Um, took six marks, so presenting an option all game. Um, seemed to use the ball uh, fairly well and actually went at 85% disposal efficiency. He had four contested possessions, so... Um, Three inside fifties as well. Um, yeah, so I thought he had a, a very solid game. Uh, that's just what we expect from Snelling these days. So no, another decent game from him. Uh, you know, Sam Durham, uh, another good game. Uh, his second game for the club. He certainly um, has caught our eye, mate. And uh, yeah, he's uh, you know, to get votes in his second game is uh, pretty good going. Yeah, bloody oath, mate. He, he cracks in hard and used the ball so well, as we sort of discussed when we went through the quarters. Um, so, yeah, loving what we're, we're seeing from the young bloke. And well done to Adrian Dodoro uh, and the recruiting team for getting this bloke across. Um, because, yeah, yeah, from, from reading the social media, um, there were many Bomber fans who were like, who's this bloke? Yeah, and we picked him up and we expected to, to get a, a bigger body or... Uh, something like that, but um, nah, he's he's acquitted himself quite well, and um, really his performances have um, stood out uh, as somebody who is willing to do that that hard stuff, but use the ball well as well. So, nah, great game from Sam Durham. So uh, yeah, looking forward to more of that, mate. And uh, Tipper um, got to be injured, mate. Uh, his uh, his influence. And I'm wondering if, you know, in that Adelaide game, remember he took that really mm. contested mark and, um, you know, basically, uh, yeah, just, you wonder if he's he's done something there. Yeah, I know he's uh, – and you, you might scoff at this, mate, but he's, he's got this record of uh, yeah, a lot of games in a row played. Mm. Um, 
uh, most of this, and I don't know that much. Um, but you know, sometimes you've got to take that week off, or you know, to recover. Yeah. Can't, but like I'm sure the club's not basing it on oh, Tipper's got this um, streak going, uh, we can't drop him. But uh, I mean, it's not a dropping him. It's more like if he's not right to play, he shouldn't play. You know, yeah. just give him the time off to recover. Mm. Um, because, yeah, against North and uh, against the GWS, mate, he's been you know, very ineffective. And, you know, one of his strengths is his set shot kicking, and even that has suffered. Yeah. Yeah, and it's disappointing to see. Uh, it's like a bloke, you know, playing with the one leg at the moment. Um, pretty pretty hard to watch. And I'm sure Waller is enjoying his footy when he's not really able to put his best foot out there. Um, so look, yeah. In terms of output, didn't see much of of Waller unfortunately on the night. Um, obviously, it's that's not due to a lack of effort or anything like that. But I think he's just he's hobbling quite a bit, um, showing signs of wear and tear. And uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe if we get that full week's break this week, you'll have the opportunity to freshen up a bit to come up. But yeah, other than that, he's showing signs of a bloke that is sorely in need of a rest. Um, so I guess we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'd say a very average game from Tipper. Yeah, well, I think that's it, isn't it, mate? Um, that's it. Yeah, so um, it's always hard to do these shows after a loss because um, especially the way we played, there wasn't a lot of highlights, um, I didn't think. Mm. Um, you know, the, the reserves played, mate, and... Um, yeah, you know, our ladies are still waiting to play in that prelim. Um, they've been on hold for a couple of weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, the the VFL. Um, we had Alex Rance playing um, just a single game for us, mate. Um, but he, I saw him coaching um, Cody Brand, which was good. Um, sure, he would have learned a lot. He actually, yeah, was quite serviceable, mate. He looked pretty good out there, um, Alex Rance. Um, but he did say it's a one and done situation, so. He's not looking to make a comeback. Um, uh, also, we had uh, Paddy McCartan playing up forward, mate. Uh, he's obviously on the Sydney list, but, uh, yeah, he uh, played in it. In early days, he actually looked pretty good up there. So, um, obviously, this was uh, due to us not having enough players, but it was a really good effort. We only lost by four points in the end. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought they... Um, yeah, they really had to make a makeshift side to um, to get them out in the park. So to be that competitive against a pretty strong Southport was pretty good. Yeah, good on them. I heard we uh, we almost had them right up until the death until they kicked that last goal to to win by was it five points or something like that. So um, no, good effort from the boys uh, because certainly they uh, we sort of heard Paul Cousins talk on the Sash program and. Uh, they've been struggling for, for players and injuries and all the rest of it. So um, no, good work from the boys to uh, keep fighting. Weren't able to get the W, but um, no, it sounds like a, a fairly good game, uh, even without the result. Yeah, all right. Well, um, I guess uh, you know, the inclusions for this week coming, mate, um, well, you think Guelphie would have to be a given. Um, you know, and then... Uh, Truck was saying that Langford probably will play, so that'll be a welcome inclusion. Mm. Um, so there's a couple there. Um, you know, what we do with Tipper will be interesting. Like, um, are they confident they can get anything out of him next week? 
Uh, if he is, uh, obviously we'd rather him in the side than not. Um, but if he's still sore, uh, here's one for you, mate. Would you have a look at Jimmy's boy? Tom Heard, well, he kicked another goal or two on the weekend, didn't he? So uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think he'd be up to have our level, mate. But um, or not, not now, anyway. But uh, you know, who knows? Maybe a Ned Carl gets another um, opportunity because I think he he's another one of those fighting for a uh, for a contract, if I'm not wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what the selectors have in store for us. Yeah, no worries. All right. Well, um, thanks for the listening, everyone. And um, yeah, well, until next week, go Bombers. Go Dons.